Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 155. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast to keep you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com. On this week's show, Optus introduces new unlimited home broadband plans and Apple makes it easier to travel the globe with your iPad with the new Apple SIM. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the latest Casio Edifice watch, the LG LF6300 Smart TV and the LG Mini Beam Projector. In the Tech Guide interview, we talk to GoPro's Chris Kinman about the company's brand new Hero 4 Session action camera. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products. Lots to get through, so let's jump straight in. Well, our home broadband plans are something that we really focus on nowadays, especially since we're using so much more data. In fact, last year, 2014, Australians downloaded more than 1.1 million terabytes of data. That's 35% more than the year before, and I'd bet my bottom dollar that 2015 is going to be even higher. You think about all the ways we're using our data, especially uh, in more recent times with the introduction of subscription video on demand services like your Netflix, Stan, Presto, and even with streaming music services too. Don't forget those. We've got Spotify, Apple Music, RDO, Pandora, all these services to stream music as well as to view our video content as well. Apparently, 52% of adults viewing TV shows and movies stream them over the internet. So uh, all of that takes data. And there were a few people who were caught out, unfortunately, with uh, with uh, the data, their data plans. Once once Netflix launched in late March, we saw there was uh, some cases of people not realising that to watch Netflix equals streaming equals data use, and some of them were caught out. Well, Optus have responded to these changing times, this new increase in data, and introduced three new home broadband unlimited data bundles so this is going to eliminate that that problem where you're constantly looking at your allowance hoping that you don't go over these new optus plans take that worry right off the table three entertainment bundles the one thing they've all got in common is unlimited data usage the home entertainment bundle $95 a month and that comes with Optus TV with Fetch and a landline there are some people who want a landline and want to include that in the bundle that's 95 bucks the big bundle 
That's $95 as well. That comes with unlimited data combined with a very generous domestic and international call inclusion. So for those people who are calling family and friends overseas, this might be the plan for them. At the top of the line, we've got the Ultimate Home Bundle. This is $115 per month. And this is for the customer who wants the lot. This is unlimited data, unlimited calls, as well as Optus TV with Fetch. And with that Fetch plan, you get the entertainment pack. So that is the top-of-the-line plan. There is also an entry-level plan. For the, there's not everyone who wants unlimited. They want to. They may be on a budget or they, they feel they don't need to use as much data. They do have a home basics bundle, Optus has, and that is $70 a month, and that includes 200 gig of data as well as the home, unlimited home calls and things like that. So uh, and if you are an Optus customer and you have an Optus mobile as well, you can combine that, you can bring that into the bundle, and that'll get you 10 bucks off your monthly mobile bill. Uh, Every little bit helps. But uh, these plans are responding to this demand now for data. I think there's never been more focus on data in the home till this year, especially with the introduction of those streaming video on-demand services I mentioned earlier. Those Optus plans, they're available now and you can check out all the details at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Now, one of the most often questions I'm asked by uh, by my readers uh, on email, by my listeners on the radio, is, uh, look, I'm traveling overseas, uh, I want to keep in touch with family and friends, what do I do? Uh, and the common answer is for people to buy a local SIM card when they arrive at their, at their destination, whatever country that happens to be. Well... There is a new way to go about it now. There have been uh, travel sims are nothing new. Uh, There are companies that sell these travel sims here in Australia to allow you to go to certain countries, choose certain plans before you go, so you know going in how much you're going to spend. Well, there's a new player in town, and it's no less than Apple. Apple have introduced a new Apple sim. Now, this lets you choose your cellular data plan when you get to where you're going. So if you've got an iPad Air 2 or an iPad Mini 3, of course it has to be the Wi-Fi Plus cellular model, the one that takes the SIM card, you can travel to up to 90 countries around the world. And when you get to that destination, you simply log into the system on the iPad. So you check on the Apple SIM and it will then give you the options for that particular country. So you may be traveling to the U.S., for example. So you arrive there, uh, and you can see all the available plans, the data inclusions, uh, either pay by length of time or the amount of data you want to use, and simply make that purchase through your iPad. So no need to switch out the SIM card, buy the SIM card when you get there. You can choose the plan that suits you when you arrive. So it's one less worry. Now, how Apple has done this, they've partnered with a company called GigSky. This is a company that's made all these agreements around with all these carriers around the world so that whenever an Apple SIM customer arrives, it allows them to find a plan that suits their needs and also the length of their stay. You might be in a country for a few days. You might be there a week. You might want a plan that lasts a week or you may need a certain amount of data. This lets you choose that and it all lets you do that right there on the iPad screen on your mobile data. 
data account. Now, the iPad has become one of those devices that is is a bit better than a smartphone, not as cumbersome as a laptop. It's a perfect travel companion. Apple have realized this, and hence the reason why Apple SIM was introduced. A lot of people take the iPad with them on their travels. And now this solves a problem then for people who want to check their emails, browse the web, use local GPS, use local data, and also use that data to use FaceTime or Skype or Vibe or all these data-based apps that allow you to call home using data rather than the local cellular network. Makes things a lot easier, and obviously plans vary from country to country based on the amount of data, based on the amount of time. So uh, you, you can expect to pay around about, say, $50 for three gig of data in some parts of the world. The US, where it's a bit more competitive market, you may be paying $50 for one gig of data. But there are choices for you to make, and in each of those countries, there's a deal already in place that will allow you to access those plans with the local carriers there. Apple SIM, uh, it's a great way for you to stay connected with your iPad Air 2 and iPad Mini 3. Now, these are the latest models, uh, and obviously the Wi-Fi plus cellular models because these are where you need to put a SIM card. There is Wi-Fi in plenty of places around the world. This kind of takes takes the worry out of that, lets you stay connected wherever you go. Rather than having to hunt a Wi-Fi hotspot when you are at your destination, you can now use Apple SIM to stay connected anywhere without having to look for Wi-Fi. You want to read more about that story, you can find it at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And you can get your home Wi-Fi up to speed with the new Netgear D6400 AC1600 VDSL ADSL modem router in one. With the influx of great content and streaming services such as Netflix, now is the time to think about upgrading your home network so you can enjoy smooth HD video streaming without that annoying buffering or lag time. With incredibly fast Wi-Fi speeds and ultimate Wi-Fi range for large homes with more than 10 devices, and that's that's nearly everybody, the Netgear D6400 will future-proof your home, and it'll provide universal compatibility for any type of internet connection now and in the future. Check out the new VDSL slash ADSL Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D6400 at netgear.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Our Tech Guide interview this week is with Chris Kinman, who actually works for GoPro. And he was in town to talk about an exciting new product. That's the new GoPro Hero 4 Session. Now, we've heard of the Hero 4 Black and Hero 4 Silver. Well, there is a new camera in the lineup, and this is a lot smaller than the Hero 4 Black and the Hero 4 Silver. In fact... It is 50% smaller and 40% lighter than those Hero 4 GoPro products that we know today. Now, this has been three years in the making, this product. The Hero 4 Session has a square, smaller square shape, and it can be mounted in a special, special frame mounting system. Now, it's waterproof out of the box, so you don't need a separate housing. So that makes it a lot smaller and a lot easier to use. In fact, so easy, it's got one button 
operation. So you can be pressing it to record your HD video or to take 8 megapixel pictures in either single shots, burst mode, time-lapse mode. It captures video at 1080 at 60 frames a second, 720p at 100, and 1440 at 30. So nearly all the choices you have with the Hero 4 Black. The Hero 4 Black, of course, can shoot 4K. This is a step down, but is a much smaller and more versatile camera that can be taken anywhere. It's so small, you can strap it to your body, strap it to an object. It's really simple and easy to use. You'll be surprised at actually how small it is. But, of course, it still retains that typical GoPro quality. Well, we caught up with Chris Kinman from GoPro, who uh, we spoke about this brand-new product, and here's what he had to say earlier. Well, Chris, thanks for joining me. Welcome to Australia. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I love being here. We're here to talk about, though, GoPro, and in particular, the new Hero 4 Session camera. Tell us about that. Yes, the new Hero 4 Session camera is... Uh absolutely new from the ground up design for for gopro it is uh an addition to the hero 4 lineup but it is a departure from our current form factor this is an entirely new form factor for us and uh, the idea for the new form factor is to really take versatility and mountability to the next level so we can really get gopros in places that you've never had before and in a very very compact way so we're absolutely stoked about it and uh, it is it is significantly smaller than the than the hero for the the hero lineup and so is that the result of some feedback you got from customers or is this something you guys always have wanted to do i think it's a combination of both you know at gopro the the drive and the motivation has always been to bring the best we can possibly can to our consumer and the athletes that we sponsor and so Compact design, I think, has always been a part of, you know, that's been a, a foundation and a, and a cornerstone for GoPro from the get-go. And to advance the versatility and the places in which it can be mounted in a low-profile way, I think, is always been something that we've strived for. And the Hero 4 session, I think, is just the next step in that development and evolution. And it's no slouch either on the camera side. It's a, it actually shoots great video. So what is it, 1080 up to 30 frames per second? Tell, take us through the specs. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll do 1080 at 60 frames per second, uh, and then it'll shoot up to 1440 at 30. Uh, out of the box, it defaults to 1080-30, but it will also shoot uh, photos via single shot, a burst mode and time lapse. Mm-hmm. So you're still getting a lot of versatility out of the camera and a lot of different capture modes, but in a single button design. Sure. And speaking of single button design, that's my next question. This, it's a very simple camera to operate too. So it's literally one button operation. Yeah, absolutely. So this camera, although it does have a lot of the same modes and capabilities of, of other cameras in our lineup, it's also designed to be a right out of the box grab and go just turn the camera on and start recording all at once and then you hit that button again it stops recording and turns off that allows uh for the camera to retain as much power as possible when it's not in use you don't have to turn it on then start recording find your mode at which you need Mm -hmm. to be it just you turn it on and it starts recording and gets go it just works that's right and and being being a square shaped camera I heard you mention in the briefing earlier that you can actually mount it in any way that you want and it will adjust automatically. Is that right? Absolutely. So since it is a square design, it has a frame around it. Out of the box, the camera is 
a complete unit in that it doesn't require a waterproof housing. It is waterproof already. So it only has a thin frame that goes around the camera, and it's also square. Well, within that frame, you can uh, adjust it in any rotation you want, and it'll auto-orient and record right side up. And in terms of uh, customers, how do Australians fare compared to the rest of the world? We're an outdoor, we're pretty out- outdoor people. We, we love activities and we've got lots of things to do. How do Australians compare to the rest of the world as GoPro customers? Well, you know, this is going to be a very uh, personal answer because <laughs> coming from me, I've spent a lot of time in Australia and I love coming down here and I love the people here. and. In my experience, the reception of Australians to GoPro, the brand, the people who work there and the athletes that uh, are affiliated with the product has been outstanding, overwhelmingly positive. And as you said, this is a passionate culture, a very active culture. And I think GoPro very much speaks to them as uh, whether it's thrill-seeking or not, I think they are... uh, just they really like the brand and i think the brand awareness is very uh acute here and uh people seem to be very positive about the product and very uh accepting of it and love it we're buying it aren't we (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I hope so you know we we appreciate all you know honestly we shoot a lot of stuff down here we get so much great content from down here it's a beautiful country there's so much to shoot Mm -hmm. we might as well be on a gopro absolutely and and this of course isn't a replacement of any other camera this is just an addition to the camera lineup is that right absolutely so by no means is this uh, a camera to replace one that's currently in the lineup up. This is very much in addition to, as you said. So this sits in our Hero 4 lineup. So you have your Hero 4 Session, your Hero 4 Silver, and your Hero 4 Black. Our Hero 4 Black is very much our flagship 4K camera. It is the absolute performance peak for us uh, currently in the lineup. And I, think, I think you described it as the Maserati of the lineup. Is that right? Yeah, we like <laughs> to believe it is the Maserati of the lineup. And what did you call the silver? The SUV? The, 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 the silver the is very much the SUV, the, the do-all. You know, just about anybody can get behind the wheel of that thing and have, have a great time and get okay. get to where so they're what, going. What sort of car would the Session be then? It's like a compact. You know, it's almost <laughs> like a sports car. Okay. You know, I'm yeah. kind of thinking... You know, a sports car that doesn't really have the, uh, the, you know, it's got some versatility to it. Maybe even uh, a Porsche GT3, maybe, you know, depending on where it sits yeah. next to a Maserati. Not too, bad <laughs> at all. Not too bad at all. Chris, really appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to Tech Guide. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. And kicking off our reviews this week is a product from Casio. Now, Casio, very well-known company. They make cameras and projectors and all other kinds of products. But probably the product they're best known for is their range of watches. Now, smart watches have been the talk of the town lately. A lot of people are looking at uh, the uh, Apple's Apple Watch and various other smart watches that are on the market. Well, Casio have been at it for a long time, and they have already produced some very smart watches in their edifice range. We took we took a look at the EQB 500D 1A. Now, this was uh, there's plenty of features on this on this watch. There is five buttons: two on the left, three on the right. 
there's a few dials on it as well. So at first glance, you're thinking, wow, what is all this stuff? But when you sort of dive a little bit deeper, it's not hard to discover what each of the features are and how handy they are for you to use day to day. Now, the tech that this uh, this device brings with it is Bluetooth and how it can connect to your smartphone using a Casio app. Now, one of the things we liked about this product was the fact that, A, it's very stylish. It looks like a watch. It looks like a, a man's watch. Pretty big face, pretty chunky style, but, but that kind of goes along with this, this Casio look, the edifice range. It looks like it means business. It's waterproof to 100 meters, so there's no uh, you can take this anywhere. Unlike other smartwatches in the market, the Apple Watch is not waterproof. Neither are many other watches in the market, so this can go anywhere. It's got tough solar on board as well, so the front face is actually a solar panel that can convert light from the sun and other light sources to keep it going on and on. It'll keep it moving, keep it ticking. Uh, but the Bluetooth technology allows you to connect the phone to your smart to, to connect the watch, I should say, to your smartphone. Now there are plenty of little smarts that come along with this feature. The first is being able to set the time. A great example I use is when you know when you land in a different country, you turn your phone on, it'll immediately find the local network, and then boom, all the time is right, the date is right because that's set by the network. Well, now, if, you're got, if you have the Casio Edifice watch and it's connected to your phone, the minute your phone changes to local time, the watch will do the same thing when they're in pairing mode. So that's one great benefit is that you can adjust your time straight away rather than having to go through the whole rigmarole, which can take quite a long time. It automatically adjusts as soon as your smartphone collect, connects to the local network. The, uh, the edifice also lets you choose up to 300 cities uh, to display the local time. There is a little, there's a little dial near the 9, uh, near 9 o'clock on the watch face. That lets you see a second city's time, uh, and you can set that time also through the app. So you can choose whether it's London or Paris or wherever you happen to be, wherever you, were, you want to monitor. Maybe you're in another country. That could be Sydney time, so you can immediately see on your watch the time difference uh, and make a phone call if you need to. So really handy way to uh, to check, uh, to, to set the time of that secondary smaller dial to another city. Now, you can also set the app to allow you to receive alerts. You can choose up to five addresses that are registered in your contacts. So they might be, you know, your family members, your husband, your wife, your brothers, family members or, or work colleagues. And you'll receive an alert when you receive an email from one of those five people. Now, you can't read the email on your device, but you'll know if there is an important email from these people that you've nominated. So you can uh, immediately look at your smartphone. Uh, the app is also a really good instruction guide to the watch. One thing, when we first got the Edifice watch, we were really confused thinking, how the hell are we going to understand all these features, how to set them, how to use them? But the app actually gives you a, a nice guide through what the watch does, its various features, what the buttons do, and how you can set it. So we found that a lot easier than reading the manual. There was a manual, of course, with it. Uh, there's an, also a phone finder feature, which we found really handy as well. So what you can do is... Uh, when, once uh, when you're in pairing mode, so if you're in Bluetooth range of your phone but you still can't find it, you can actually send make your iPhone emit a sound so that you can find it. So it's making a noise and it lets you find it. It might be under the cushion on the lounge or you know, under papers on your desk. You'll be able to easily find it with that phone finder feature.
Uh, so the Casio uh, watch, the Edifice EQB 500D 1A, it's not a smart watch in the traditional sense, but there are enough smarts on here for you to be satisfied. It does offer some really cool features, and it looks like a watch. It's a real watch. It's got a face. It's got dials, but it also has that Bluetooth connectivity for you to enjoy those other features. The Casio Edifice EQB 500D 1A is priced at $649. It's got a lovely metal design. You can check out all those pictures and the full review at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Now, this week, we've got a couple of LG products to get through this week. The first is the LF6300 Smart TV. Now, we're used to reviewing on Tech Guide and also talking about it here on the Tech Guide podcast, all the top-of-the-line TVs. So it's usually a 4K TV, Ultra HD TV, usually the biggest, brightest, best, most expensive TV is what we talk about here on the podcast. But not everyone wants that TV. So we thought... Why don't we review a TV or like a middle of the mid-range television that will be have a lot more in common with what customers are looking for, that typical bread and butter TV that allows people to enjoy all those features, but with a price tag that's not going to break the bank. Now, not everyone can, wants or can afford all the latest features on a smart TV. And some people don't even want 4K Ultra HD. Not a lot of content out there at the moment anyway, so you're not really missing much. But this TV from LG, this LF6300, we review the 55-inch model. Now, this is a great TV in terms of uh, that great price, yet with lots of features. It's priced, we review the 55-inch model, priced at $2,099, which in stores, you can find a lot cheaper than that. We have seen a lot cheaper. This is also available in other sizes, 32, 40, 49, 60, and 65-inch models. Now, this is a full HD TV, not ultra. HD, full HD, 1920 by 1080. But it does have a lot of the features you'll find on those more expensive TVs, those relevant features that you will use. A lot lot of time, there are a lot of these gimmicky new features that push the price of that TV up. That's what makes it new. That's what makes it expensive. With the LF6300, the features that you'll find on this TV, you will use every single one and enjoy every single one. For a start, you've got the WebOS 2.0 Smart TV Operating System. This is really handy way not only to navigate the TV, but also a great way to set it up out of the box. It guides you step-by-step so you can not only connect your TV to the internet, tune the channels, you'll be up and running in minutes. It's really easy to follow those steps and get up and running. Now, it's a full HD TV, as I said, not 4K. As I said, not a lot of 4K content out there, and it makes it a lot cheaper. The 4K content is coming, but if you're happy with full HD, which is pretty good anyway, then this is the TV that's going to suit you. You know, watching things like Blu-ray disc movies in full HD look terrific. Uh, It has got a triple XD engine processor on board. So picture quality was good, uh, very impressive as a matter of fact. Black level's not quite as good as they could be, but uh, a higher contrast ratio, uh, it, it was pretty suitable. The contrast ratio looked good, so we were still looking at a pretty high-quality image. Now, what we found, I think what, what you can explain for those sort of 
not quite black blacks on this TV. Yeah, they were they were good, but not great. Reason for that is that this is an edge lit television, this edge lit LED screen, so it doesn't quite get the blacks right in towards the middle of the screen. Uh, unlike a backlit LED that had that can sort of have what they call uh, local lighting and dimming of certain areas of the TV. So if it does dim a part of the screen, the black level in that part of the screen is going to be better. This is edge lit, doesn't quite have that. That's why it's a lot cheaper. If you want to have that picture perfection, you need to pay a couple of thousand. This was still quite respectable, though, I have to admit. 100 hertz refresh rate. So watching sports and action movies, we didn't notice much motion blur. There was some there, but nothing nothing that could take our attention away from the sport or the action movie we were watching. Dual-core processor, not a quad-core that you'll find on all the top-of-the-line TVs. So it, it does. it is slightly slower than those top-of-the-line TVs. But look, if you're coming from an older TV, this is going to seem like a rocket compared to what you were using before. So uh, the LF6300 still is pretty quick, pretty snappy, lets you get through the menus and the features pretty easily. Now, it has got built-in Wi-Fi as well, so it's easy to connect to your home network so you can access apps. You can watch services like Netflix straight off the TV as well. Three HDMI inputs. It's got USB uh, inputs as well, so you can use the Time Machine feature, which allows you to connect an external drive and use it as a PVR. This also lets you play, pause, and rewind live TV. It's also got Freeview Plus on board, so you get your seven-day EPG, Electronic Program Guide, and let gives you shortcuts to all the catch-up TV services. So you'll see when you switch channels, the top corner, there's the different colored button selections to take you to that particular channel's catch-up TV service. Really handy. This doesn't have the Magic Remote. It's got the normal remote control. You can buy the Magic Remote separately if you want to. It will work with it. And with that, you can have voice control. But I think you'd be pretty happy with the regular remote control. TV looks great too. Very thin bezel. Very understated design. Would look good in any lounge room. The LF6300 starts at 749 That's for the 32-inch. The model we reviewed was the 55-inch at 2099 Top of the line, you're going to get a 65-inch for $3,399. The LG LF6300 Smart TV. Check it out. Full review at techguide.com.au. Our second LG product for the week is a mini beam projector, the PH300. Now, this is a tiny projector. Take a look at the story on Tech Guide, my review, and there is a picture of this projector sitting in the palm of my hand. It is really small. I think it's only 13.3 centimetres wide, 8.5 high, 6.4 centimetres thick. So that is tiny. There is also a built-in rechargeable battery. So this thing doesn't even have to be connected to power when you're using it. So imagine how handy this would be if you need to go along, make a presentation, and rather than you asking if they have a projector, you can bring your own. And you can put this up onto a wall, onto a screen. You can project up to 100 inches. Now, you're only getting 720p, so that's 1280 by 720, which is still classified as high definition. If you're using the screen smaller, it's a lot sharper. You need to pull it back. You need to move back away from the wall to make the picture bigger. We tested it. We got it up to 100 inch, and the picture looked pretty respectable. Uh, pretty not, not too bad for a product that can fit in the palm of your hand. Now, the light source that's built in will run for 30,000 hours. 
That's one of the expenses of having a projector. The lamp needs to be replaced on the top of the line home theater amps, uh, home theater projectors. You're looking at maybe two to three thousand hours. This has got thirty thousand hours, which means you can use this every day for four hours. It'll still last you twenty years. Starts up real quick, about eight seconds before you flick the switch and the projector's ready to go. Now, on the back, you'll find a HDMI connection as well as a USB connection. So it's easy to connect things like your laptop, even a gaming console. So this is handy, not only for making presentations, but also if you want to kick back and watch a movie. There's a built-in speaker. It's got a one-watt speaker, so it's not going to be a a mind-blowing surround sound system, but you still can hear the audio from this one product in case you want to watch a movie, watch some TV, whatever you want to do. It doesn't have a TV tuner, so you have to connect it to a your computer, which may have a built-in tuner. You can also connect it to a Blu-ray player, a gaming console, your computer, and also your phone. Now, it will connect with an MHL cable that connects from the, your mobile device to the HDMI port. It's only good for Android devices. Uh, and uh, you, can, the, the, you can replicate your screen. You can watch the movies. You can present your presentation. You can also, instead of using your laptop, you can actually connect a USB flash drive. And it will also then present that content on board. So if you had your presentation, rather than lugging your laptop along with you, you can take a little USB flash drive and that can be what you project. Uh, there's a little focus wheel on the side as well. What I didn't like, there was some touch screen, really sensitive touch screen controls, touch um, touch controls on the top of the device. So that way it allows you to navigate the menus, also allows you to turn it off and on and, and various things. I found I brushed the off button a couple of times and turned the, turned the whole thing off and had to turn it back on again. So a little bit sensitive. So you really need to watch where your fingers are going on the top there. You can even put this on a tripod. I put it on a tripod. You can see that picture on my review as well. So if you want to maybe give it, be able to position the projector a little bit better, you can do that with a uh, with a tripod. So you want to beam it up uh, at a certain angle uh, and a certain height. That really helps it along. There's also automatic keystone correction. Now, for anyone who's ever used a projector, sometimes when the image hits the wall, it's shaped like a parallelogram. It's got like a the two sides going in opposite directions. It doesn't look quite square. Well, this has got keystone correction, so it'll automatically adjust that projected image so that it squares it up for you straight out of the device. Really handy little feature, that one. The speakers, as I said, a little bit thin, not too loud, but it does have a headphone jack if you want to just hear it a little bit better in a little bit better quality and maybe keep it all to yourself without waking anyone up the lg ph 300 mini beam projector available now and priced at 899 dollars and you can check my full review at techguide.com.au now answering all your tech questions the tech guide help desk now, the Tech God helped us this week is a bit of a Mythbusters episode. We take a look at the biggest technology myths and we debunk them. So there are a lot of things out there. A lot of people believe certain things about technology and they assume that it's true. Well, we're here to demystify these myths. We're here to set the record straight. We're going to go through a few right now. Myth number one, Max never get viruses. Wrong. Max can and do get infected with viruses. 
There were some virus, Mac viruses around this year and last year. So don't think just because you own a Mac that you're immune to viruses. You still need to install internet security software. Reason Windows get a bad rap is because 90% of the world's computers are running Windows. And hackers and cyber criminals target the largest possible audience when they write a virus. So that's why 99% of them are for Windows users. Myth number two, more megapixels mean better pictures. Wrong again. Bigger isn't better. The more megapixels doesn't mean you're going to get a better image. You may get a bigger image. More resolution means a bigger file. But the quality of that image is not determined by that resolution. It's determined by the sensor on your smartphone or on your camera. So it's what it does with the light coming through the lens, how it interprets that light and presents it. That is what determines the quality, not the fact that there are more megapixels on board. Myth number three, do you need expensive cables to get a good picture? Now, I'm sure people out there listening to this right now and we'll, we'll, we'll relate to this, uh, this story. When you buy a TV in a store, one of the easiest upsells is for them to sell you expensive HDMI cables. They are cables that cost usually three, four, maybe even five times more than your regular cable. The big sell they'll put on you is that this will give you better quality picture, better sound, better everything. Guess what? That is wrong. You are not dealing with an enhanced signal. The HDMI simply relays a digital signal along a cable, transferring the signal, not enhancing it. The only time I would recommend maybe paying slightly more for a HDMI cable is for a cable that's longer than 10 meters. Some HDMI cables can be up to 15 or 20 meters, and you do, I would pay a little bit extra to get. Uh, a cable that would have slightly better uh, quality in terms of not not picture quality, but the quality of transferring that signal, conducting that signal along that distance. It can degrade if it's too long, if you're using ordinary material. That is the only time I would I'd opt for slightly more on a HDMI cable. Myth number four, your Samsung smartphone is tracking you. This was a more recent rumor, more recent myth, I should say, there was a video that went viral. I think several people got onto this and did their own version. The video shows a person with a Samsung battery pulled out of a Galaxy phone. Now, what they do is they unwrap the foil um, the foil label on the outside of the uh, of the battery. It's got a big Samsung logo. They unwrap that foil sticker, and lo and behold, below that sticker is an antenna. Now, the story, the conspiracy theory that went around the world is that the, your, the government is using this antenna to track your every move. Well, in actual fact, that antenna is, belongs to the NFC, Near Field Communication. That's the NFC antenna. It's not to track you around the world. It's to help you pair with other devices, like pair your phone to a pair of speakers, to, to a pair of headphones. And if you've got two phones with NFC, you can transfer content just by touching them as well. Rumor number five, only teenage boys play video games. Wrong again. This is one of the biggest myths of all time. Computer games are now played by families, by people of all ages, and by women. 
the average age of a gamer in Australia is actually 32 years of age, and 47% of all players are female. So don't think teenage boys are the only video game players. They are some of the many myths we've busted. If you want to read our biggest myths debunked story, you can read it at techguide.com.au. And that's our show for another week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techguide.com.au is the email address. A special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. If you want to stay connected, the answer is Netgear. Thanks for listening. Been great having you with us once again. We look forward to your company next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.